The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. So we all tend to think we work for our money. And we do. But the opposite is also true our money works for us. I'm Sienna. And I'm Toast. We're partners in love, life, and music. And we've been together since 2001. With each episode of this podcast, our goal is to help our fellow LGBT community members lift their lives to the next level. Hello and welcome to the episode. Welcome! About money. All right. So we did a podcast several weeks ago about Money and relationships. Money and relationships. Thank you. And it had a lot of listenership for that particular episode. So we thought it would be a good idea to sort of do a part two on the idea of money and relationships. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about how to rewrite your money story or repattern your your old uh, money paradigm to create something new and fresh for yourself. New and fresh. New and fresh. I Minty like new money. and fresh. Yes. Okay. So, let, yeah, let's go through it. Should we okay. just start? Like, here, this is, this is how you rewrite your money story. Okay, yeah, let's just yeah. start that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, first, you have to have a new story. Okay, that well, you want to move towards. No? Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Buzzer. <laughs> no, you are absolutely correct, Toast. But I did okay. want to back up and just, for people who haven't listened to the Money and Relationships okay. podcast, mm-hmm. to just reiterate that we all have a money story. So the money story, our money story, uh, is usually how we grew up around money. So the ideas, beliefs, and things, all that internal stuff that we learned about money by growing up around other people's beliefs. Mm -hmm. So usually that's our parents. But whoever raised you, whoever you were around often, those people shape your money story. And there comes a time when you decide for yourself, hey, is that money story working for me or is it not? Mm -hmm. Are those my own beliefs or are they someone else's? Mm -hmm. So if you're at that point where you feel like, hey, you know what? My money story just really hasn't been working for me. And this money story is actually my mom. You know, I just keep hearing my mom's voice about money and her beliefs and I want a different experience with money. Mm -hmm. So at that point, you are ready to rewrite your money story. Yeah. And same can be, I mean, same can be said for things like food, right? Like how is food used or treated? Yes. Any any paradigm, you know, um, most of them for us are formed before age seven. But that's a whole other 
thing, but yes, but totally the true. Yeah. So okay, so now toast. Ding, 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 ding. How do you, what's the first step in rewriting your money story? Well, Sienna, <laughs> I would say that the first step is to have or to come up with or to write and decide on a new money story for yourself. Yes. Witter. So it's yes. kind of like, what? what is the relationship you would like to have yes. with money then how would you like to feel about mm-hmm. it wouldn't it be great if you felt blank right in your relationship mm-hmm. to money yeah it would feel great if i felt responsible and confident mm-hmm. and like i knew what i was doing mm-hmm. yeah that would feel great that's what i want and even having a dollar amount here knowing that dollar amount is also very powerful as well and we'll talk a little bit about how you know how you come up with a dollar amount we'll address that later okay because sometimes that can be a little tricky sure yeah because the automatic thing is well if i had a million dollars i'd love that (laughs) that's your dollar amount there you go but you do have to work with like what's called your cells of recognition Mm -hmm. and so we can talk a little bit about that later i'm gonna make a note right here cells okay uh, so yes, that's the first step, knowing what you would like your new money story to be, having a dollar amount, uh, is good. Then the next step would be to write your new money story statement. So write out that statement. So an example of a statement could be, uh, could be something like, I'm so happy and grateful that I easily pay my bills every single month and I have an extra $1,000 in my checking account. Hmm. So the important, if you break down that statement, the important pieces are the gratitude piece. You know, I'm so happy and grateful. So there's an emotional component to it. So you have to pick something that you you resonate with. You know, some people might not resonate with that at all. So you find the emotional um, state that you feel you can genuinely um, bring up in yourself when you're saying this statement. So I'm so happy and grateful. And then why are you happy and grateful? You know, that I easily pay my bills every single month. Okay, so if that's your new, your new money story, say if your old money story was, God, I never have enough money to make ends meet. I never have enough money to pay every single bill, and I always end up having to decide, okay, which bill can wait, which bill can be late, which one am I going to pay? That's an old money story. Yeah. And maybe you grew or, up, oh, man, I'm always stressed out. Yeah, about I'm it. always stressed out when it comes to the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, so this could be part of writing your money story, having the emotional component with the gratitude, um, the new thing you are creating easily paying your bills every single month and I have a thousand dollars extra in my checking account so whatever kind of dollar amount you want to put on it if you have an actual dollar amount that covers all your bills and you rather make a statement like that like I am so happy and grateful that every single month I have five thousand dollars in my checking you know if that feels better having like a lump sum in there then absolutely do that Okay. Okay. So you now you've written that statement. And then what do you do? And then number three is what you do with your statement. Yeah. Which is you read it every day. 
Yeah. Well, twice a day. You read it in the morning. <laughs> you read it in the evening at minimum. So ideally, to just keep this statement at the top of your mind, you might want to write it on an index card and just have it in your wallet because every time you open your wallet to pay for something, you see it and you can feel that sense of abundance instead of maybe what your old money story might be, which is like, oh, gosh, maybe I shouldn't be buying this thing. Oh, God, I shouldn't really be eating out. Or whatever it might be, just to help you feel abundant. Mm -hmm. You can see your money card in there. Um, Another thing you could do is to set an alarm on your phone that goes off every three hours or three times a day. It goes off, and it has your statement there. Mm -hmm. Um, So really, you just want to start becoming in vibrational harmony with this new statement, this new money story statement. And then after that, the fourth step is to act as if. Now, this one's a little heavy, (laughs) and it's a little tricky. There's nuance to this. So why don't you talk about this one, Tos? Okay. Because I, when I first heard this, I'm, okay, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go, go there. Go. When I first heard this, act as, so just act it, act as if, fake it till you make it, you know, step out in faith, take the step and just trust that it's all going to work out. Act as if. When I first heard that, I thought that was actually <laughs> pretty dumb. <laughs> was that that's real. I thought that sounds nice, but if everybody went out and did that in the way that I thought it was being meant, what that would look like is people going out there and racking up credit card bills because they're acting as if they're going to have the cash to pay their credit card bill <laughs> before they right. actually have the cash. Right, but that is not what that okay. statement is about so i think the nuance here is that the wise way to interpret act as if is to know that it's kind of like how we open this podcast i guess if if you're a responsible person who feels confident and knows what they're doing with their money and pays attention to it and is respectful and conscientious about budgeting, allocating, living within their means, doing their best to learn about how to manage money, doing their best to respect their money, then you're going you're going to do all those things and you're going to live within your means and make wise decisions. You're going to make purchasing decisions that uh, keep you out of trouble more than get you into trouble. Right? You're not going to overextend yourself even out of the goodness of your heart and you're trying to help other people. Hey, if you don't have a boat don't 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 take people into your boat and try to save people if if you guys are just going to all drown together because your boat can't handle it right mm. it's like it's like they teach you in first aid um emergency rescue class it's like the first thing 
when you see somebody passed out on the floor in a room, you don't just rush in. You take stock of the situation to make sure that this area is safe so that you don't cause more problems by overextending yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't jump into a river to try and save a drowning person if you cannot swim. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so act as if means have, you know, acquire the wisdom, acquire the sense of responsibility uh, of someone that can make wise decisions with your money. That's, that's the nuance I think of act as if. It's not just, hey, just pretend you have a lot of money already. No, right. it, it means, hey, become the person, become the person that is responsible and respectful, right. conscientious because, with their money. Because this is what I would like to, to, that this is what I believe most of you, if not all of you, would, Listening. would believe as okay. well, Okay, um, that having more money isn't for the goal of just being able to just spend it whenever you want to. <laughs> And just being like, whatever, just, you know, yeah, that doesn't feel good. That feels very sloppy, right? That's right. So that's right. And disrespectful. Right. So whether you have a lot of money now or you are uh, creating that for yourself, having more money now, in both of those situations, you want to be responsible with your money, right? Before you have it, before you've created this different level of abundance and wealth for yourself. But also, when you have that abundance of wealth for yourself, Mm -hmm. that doesn't stop, you know, looking at your money and paying attention to it and respecting it. Mm -hmm. And like what Toast was saying, you know, at the opening of the podcast, you know, yeah, we, we, we work for our money. But our money really works for us. And if we can adopt maybe that kind of a... um, sort of a like seeing our money as workers part of our in our employ you know um yeah i kind of see it as being i I think the concept you're talking about makes me think of seeing yourself as you're the leader Mm -hmm. what are you leading you're leading your money Mm -hmm. you're directing Mm -hmm. your money hey can you hey can you um twenty dollars can you please um go towards arranging this uh, snack for me or this meal for me, you know, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah, and this, you mm-hmm, know, $88. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. can you please, can you please um, go towards taking care of my electricity bill? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the reason I like that concept of being the leader of your money is because, just like Sienna said, I believe that people who listen to this podcast, they're good people. And if you're in a position of leadership, you're going to want to be a good leader. And I think we've all been, um, had experiences with sucky leaders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sucky leaders do not respect the people that they are supposedly leading, right? Um, they're sloppy in, in, in stuff. But a good leader is so grateful for the people that they lead. Mm-hmm. They have deep respect for them and and they treat them as such. Mm-hmm. And and that's that feels like a really dialed in, very uh 
good. It feels clean and good as a relationship in regards to to money. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a mutual sense of of gratitude, I guess. You know, and something something I do want to say though is that um, you know not not a lot of people see money in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. being a leader of your money. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the people listening and resonating with this particular episode or even the last episode about money and relationships, these are the people to take this, this, uh, this stance on money and and view on money forward, taking Mm -hmm. it forward. Mm -hmm. Because I know that even though I did not have a great money story growing up, you know, even those who did have a great money story, I really doubt that they were seeing that they were taught to be a leader of their money. Right. You know, so I think even if people grew up with a sloppy kind of money story, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want, I don't want you to feel bad about that. Right. You know, don't feel bad about your money story. Right. Because we're, we were like, all of us were sponges. We're all we're like little sponges yeah, when we were growing up and yeah. learning whatever money story you had, mm-hmm. but something to really embrace is that you can change it right right you can absolutely change it even if today you're practicing a sloppy money story because that's what you learn yeah and we're always works in progress yes i mean i think that's part of being a good leader as well yeah is you're always being conscientious about you're always a student you're learning exactly exactly so just to talk a little bit more about acting as if so on a more, um, I was going to say practical, so I guess I'll say practical. <laughs> Inside joke. Anyways, um, so on a very practical level, Toast spoke about what acting as if is and what it isn't. Um, another way to see acting as if is, again, like the other podcast we did on imagination. You know, really imagining what it's going to feel like mm-hmm. to have the money that you really would like to welcome into your life. You know, one of the things that's important that's important to do that the universe really loves is to know what you're going to do with that money. Mm. You know, cuz that's what it's for. Yeah, because are you going <laughs> to just like look at it in your bank account and just kind of be a hoarder and have it exactly. you know, because just right. as irresponsible spending um and I guess I would say more like unconscious spending. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, is kind of looked down upon. Mm-hmm. So is unconscious hoarding. That's you know, right. And just being very stingy and holding on with tight fists to your money. Um, that's also not a great, that's a contractive, contractive energy. Mm-hmm. So having a greater vision about, okay, you know, and then I'm going to have a nonprofit for animals or then I'm going to, um, I want to buy my mom a car. My mom has been so great with, you know, this helping me with that. Or then I want to pay my dad back for whatever, you know, it's like having something greater and that will always grow with you as you grow because you'll reach a level of income and then you will be ready for that next level. So, Really imagining, you know, yourself with the money, what you're going to be doing with it, how how you're going to feel, the security, feeling safe, feeling happy and excited. Um, all of that stuff is really important. But I think this is a good time to talk about how to pick your dollar amount. Yeah. Right. Perfect. Okay. Yes. Yes. I was so 
we talked a little bit earlier about your new uh, money story and your how new a specific money story. dollar amount. Yeah. So in that, so the money story example was, um, you know, I'm so happy and grateful that I easily pay my, all of my bills every single month and I have a thousand dollars extra. Whatever your dollar amount extra, or if you're going to do, you know, I have $5,000, whatever that dollar amount is, you want to make sure that you have enough belief that that can actually happen for you. So for, I think for many people saying, oh, I have a million dollars in the bank every single month. (laughs) I think that, I think, you know, a lot of people, for, for many people, that might be hard to believe. Yep. Right? Right. But if it's something like, um, you know, I have $10,000 every month, you know, that might be easier for you to believe. Um, So whatever that dollar amount is for you, you have to make sure that at least a part of your mind, it doesn't have to be 100%, but a part of you on your greater days, you're like, you know what? Yeah. And you don't have to know how you're going to bring that money in. Keep that part of the equation out. Just know that, you know what? I have this much money. I am receiving this much money. I'm open. I, I have it in my bank account acting as if I feel great. I see myself buying my mom a new car, you know, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, it sounds like what you're talking about is like lifting weights. Like oh, when you I first don't know about that. Well, like when you first start <laughs> out, like for example, myself, if I'm just starting out or even now. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. Not you're gonna, not going to pick up the Yeah, I'm not going to make a goal to be like, I'm going to lift yeah. 300 pounds. Yeah. Right. Right. It's like, uh, no, that's not kind of where I'm at. You yeah. know, like maybe yeah. just go like um, 10% above what you can currently do. Right. Right. Like have so, that kind of calibration. Right. So a good, um, maybe a formula that you can use is you take the amount of money that's the highest you've ever made. Whatever that is for you, even if that's not currently true right now, say if there was a time where like you made X amount and that's the highest you've ever made. But you've actually done it. But you've done it. So you know you can do it. You can double that or triple that, but no more than tripling that. Like because your cells in your body recognize X amount. So say if you make $50,000 a year and that's the highest you've ever made, $50,000 a year. You know, programming now in your money story, like I am easily receiving $100,000 a year. I'm so happy and grateful that I receive $100,000 every single year. Um, That's believable because your cells know what it's like to do half of that. You're not far off really from this 100000 now. You can tell but yourself, you go, hey, you know how we yeah. do now? We just do twice. Imagine twice of that. Yeah. Like so that. if you go, but if you go from, say, 50000 to I am making $500,000 a year, that might be a little harder. You know, so you don't want to get in your own way. Right. You want to create success um, because as you succeed using these principles and different different tools, you that proof in yourself creates more cells that recognize that, hey, this works. Mm-hmm. So in the future, you can just apply it to other things mm-hmm. that you want to rewrite, recreate. As you repattern your money paradigm, you can repattern other types of paradigms. Yes. 
So all of that, let's recap because we, we kind of went around a little bit. So number one was, hey, create and decide on and write your new money story. Mm-hmm. What is yeah. the new relationship and feeling you would like to have? Mm-hmm. Come up with the the new dollar amount, and mm-hmm. we just covered the specifics of mm-hmm. guidelines of what we think is wise for that part. Number two was write down your new money story statement. Mm-hmm. So just have it in a concise thing that you can refer to on an index card or something. Number three, read your statement in the morning and evening at least. Ideas is put alarms on your phone to remind mm-hmm. you of it. And number four was act as if. And yeah. I went off on that one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and again, acting as if you're not denying your current circumstances, you're still dealing with your current st- circumstances, but it's the attitude that you bring to the current circumstances. It's it's the new version of you. Yes, the really. new version of you. Yeah. So instead of being maybe doomsy, if the doomsy feeling is the thing that you normally or approach cynical. your circumstances with, mm-hmm. it's like you approach it like, you know what? This is how it looks now, but I know that I'm creating something different, and I'm so excited about what I'm creating. Okay. And then the last one, right? Are we going to move and on then to the, the last, last piece? Number five? Yeah. So okay. the last piece would be, because all of these things, all of these, these steps that we've shared with you, yay, that's all good and great. But it's the, it's the things and how, it's, it's how you're conducting yourself mm-hmm. in between all of these things, all of these steps. Mm-hmm. That's really important. So again, we go back. I know you guys might be tired of hearing this, but you go back to the tool of notice what you notice. Yeah. And this is the self-awareness part. Yeah. And exactly what Sienna said, it informs every other thing. And again, I'm going to make the analogy of just like physical training. If you're coaching um, a group of people and, uh, and you developed this whole plan of training for them, Right, you came up with a new money story, and you came up with a goal, and you're impl- uh, you're um, having them run through these workouts that you pre-planned for them based on what you thought would get them to the next level. You have to stay engaged and evaluate all along the way. Is, is it going well? Like, how are they doing on this plan? Um, because if they're not doing well, then it's your responsibility to revise the plan. And an example of that yeah. when applied to the money story is, let's say in your initial plan, you thought, well, as part of my acting as if I'm going to go to the alphabet district where the rich people live and I'm going to just walk down the sidewalk and kind of go window shopping and just enjoy and trying to soak up the vibration and the energy of you know being in an affluent neighborhood. And I think that's going to really help me with my frequency. And that was your plan. But then you went and did it and you had enough self-awareness to notice that, ooh, instead of feeling so expansive and uh, excited, you actually started feeling like maybe insecure or like a poser and not, you just didn't feel good like you thought Mm -hmm. it might. Mm-hmm. And you tried to use your ability to d- redirect your thoughts to try and get out of that. You know, you tried to remind yourself that, oh, no, no, this is, you know, it's going to, it might take a while, but I'm, I'm going to be bringing in. But you know what? It, it just, it was too, it was too hard for you at this point. You just felt 
like not so great. Well, I would say that the smart thing to do would be to adjust and revise your plan accordingly. Instead of no insisting, well, no, my plan was to go to the alphabet district and and do this. So I'm going to do it. It's like, no, you have to have the self-awareness and the honest self-honesty to observe how are you doing? Like, how are you feeling about things? How are you, what are your thoughts like? And while, yes, it's true, we do have the ability to redirect and change our thoughts. Um, maybe you're trying to pick up a 300-pound weight and you're just not there yet. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. Because all you have to do is scale back a little. Yeah. That's all. And, and so do that. You know, it's all about that self-awareness. And you're, we're always, that's what life is, right? We're always recalibrating and adjusting. Can I give another example? Please. Okay. So another example could be, um, like, say if, uh, for the notice what you notice, right? We're on that step, right? Yes. So this is the final step. So notice what you notice, self-awareness. So, like, say if you're doing all of these things, you know your money story, you read your statement in the morning, and you're at work, and now it's time for lunch, and you're out, and you're like, oh, God, I would love to buy the, the deluxe plate lunch. Okay. You know, oh, but that's eighteen dollars. I oh my really God. shouldn't be paying eighteen dollars. And mm-hmm. oh gosh, how come I can't see? I just can never afford the things that I really want. Mm. Like, say if you're noticing, and you're like, I guess it's a tuna sandwich again. That's five fifty. You know, that's kind of a, in a space where you could you could easily not catch yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You could not catch yourself because every day you go and you you get your lunch and you always buy the cheapest thing and and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So you could eat. It's such a routine. You could easily not even catch yourself okay. grumbling about not being able to afford the deluxe thing. So this self awareness that Toast is talking about is it's it's a high call. You know, it's really yeah, paying it attention yes. and really being the watcher of your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, what you can decide to do is first of all to feel so grateful that you have the cash to buy a tuna sandwich yes versus having had to make it before leaving the house which Mm -hmm. is nothing wrong with that in fact that's probably good to do yeah Um, (laughs) versus like being a victim of like whatever bread and stuff people are using in these sandwiches but okay that's a whole other thing (laughs) so feeling really grateful but you know what so catching yourself so going okay nope stop interrupt pause Mm -hmm. take a deep breath Mm -hmm. you know what i choose to buy this tuna sandwich today but I know that these great, my money story is changing and I can feel it. And I can feel the day that I'm going to come in here and I'm going to buy that deluxe plate and I'm going to be so happy and so grateful. And right now I'm so grateful. Look, I'm, I can buy lunch out. I'm out here buying lunch yeah. today. That's the job. I feel of, really grateful. Yeah. And that's why I'm that. leading my money. I'm respecting my money. Yes. And I'm giving them a noble Thank job. Thank you, money. Yeah. Money, you go and get that sandwich for me. Mm. And you are going to be getting me a healthy lunch or whatever it might be, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to nourish me so that I can easily get through the rest of my workday today. And so that's a really, that's kind of an example of like just in your regular everyday life good, versus yeah, what, good example. versus Toast's example when you're really trying to stretch in a way and going, okay, I want to exercise, act, 
act as if I'm going to go to the rich people district <laughs> and I'm going to go walk around, right? And then like what Toast said, so if that felt like a, two, a 300 pound weight, like a little bit too much, too much of a stretch for you, then what you could do instead is do it from your home and just imagine that place. Imagine that neighborhood and walking around and feeling really great mm-hmm. without maybe having to face the triggers. Yeah. Or just, All yeah, right. come up with something, enjoy a nice coffee and be like, ooh, yeah. Rich However, people coffee. <laughs> I don't know. See, and I don't know if we should call it rich people coffee. So because you know funny. what I mean? Like, then that brings up other things. Yeah, but okay, whatever. okay, okay. <sighs> okay, you guys, I hope this was helpful. <laughs> I think it's you know what though I you know what I this appreciate us for, for though oh what? I appreciate you us. appreciate us I appreciate us for that whole nuance of the act as if because oh, I yeah. honestly mm-hmm. feel like that gets skipped over a lot right. when people you talk don't deny your circumstances yeah when people generally talk about this sort of thing you know an act as if it's like well what do we mean by that yeah okay okay have a great rest of your day. Woo-woo. Until next time, this is Sienna and this is Toast, telling you, love life and live free. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.